You're listening to Edible Podcasts, orally fixated, highly ingestible, lesbian and cannabis culture. Hey, yo, Alexa, roll up. I'ma make it clap too But before we start the show Make sure you got cash on Top list with a lace thong This ass fat Donkey Kong Make it bounce Make it wiggle Vibrate so that ass can jiggle Back it up on that dick Let's get it All this ass ain't fucking with it Sit him down Put it in his face Shake the ass like you running a race Shake the ass like it can't be stopped Make him sweat Make him hot Hold up Turn it up a notch Bend over Let the pussy talk He gon' throw them dollars at you Let him smack it one time Ass shake like an earthquake Make him black card that panty line Twerk twerk that ass he dropping that package Spin around on that fucking pole Let him know you a savage I'ma shake my ass, I'ma shake my ass and drop it low I'ma shake my ass, I'ma drop it, drop it to the flow I'ma wind it up, I'ma pop it, pop it, wind it slow I'ma shake my ass, I'ma drop it to the fucking flow Hey, what's up, y'all? You guys are listening to Edible Podcast, your plug for orally fixated, highly ingestible, lesbian, cannabis, and culture. Today's topic is anti-thirst trapping. We're going to talk about safe practices for sexual content creators and just sexy motherfuckers in general. Um, So we have AJ Badass Jones on the waves today. AJ Badass Jones is an ink enthusiast and host and owner of the Poom Poom Chronicles podcast. And a sexual and relationship content creator. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I'm excited to have you here because I've been creeping. We're going to talk about (laughs) creeps and stuff later, but I've been creeping on you for a minute now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, she's so dope. And then your energy, like your sexual energy is just amazing. So what you do is like perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm so I'm honestly I'm really happy to be here. I feel like this is gonna be a great conversation. The vibe is just really great between the two of us. Yes, from from jump. So tell us a little bit about you know what you do. Tell us about um, how you got into the Poom Poom Chronicles podcast, where that came from. You know, just just give us some deep. <laughs> um. So as you mentioned, my podcast is called the Poom Poom Chronicles. Um. The Poom Poom is or Poom Poom is a Jamaican term for the vagina for the pussy, for the goods, the glimity, the glamity, the goodness between our our legs as women. Um, and I wanted to do something that tied, you know, my cultural background, which is Jamaicans, where I was born, kind of with um, what I do, because a lot of times when I'm doing uh, a segment, you know, something will come up that where I flare up and my Jamaican accent just comes out of left field and lambase everybody. Yes, um, do that, do that. Right? <laughs> it's welcome, trust me. <laughs> I wanted to um, come up with a title for my podcast that dealt with sexuality and sex and intimacy and relationships that also tied in my cultural background. And that's how the Poom Poom Chronicles um, came into existence. Um, So, you know, like I I deal with all manners of uh, topics and subjects. Nothing is taboo. Nothing's off limits. I do a live every Wednesday night called Wet Wednesdays where I tackle, you know, different relationships and sex topics with my audience. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the show is definitely very informative. I've listened to a couple episodes myself um, so far. I actually just listened to one this morning. Um, and yeah, the the advice you give is very, I, I like it because it's very well-rounded. It's not one-sided. Um, 
So no matter where, like what background you come from, religion, what may have you, like the advice is, is given in a way that isn't, you know, pinpointing a certain way to deal with things. Like it's, it's a very eclectic way of dealing with the, the different relationship problems that people are presenting to you. So that's that's mm-hmm. what I really love about it. Um, whereas yeah, people, I'm like, I'm, I'm old, not old, like I'm old, <laughs> like I'm older. And it's funny because I know that I don't look my age, but I feel like the extra 10 or 15 years of experience that I have has helped to shape me to be a better person and to be more objective. Um, I hate gender specific statements. I feel like everything that happens applies to everyone. It's not a man yes. thing, a woman thing, a, a gay thing, a straight thing. Like it's, it has nothing to do with sexuality or gender. It's people. So when I give advice, I try to give it from the perspective of this, this is everybody, this is applicable to everybody, regardless of your color, regardless of your cultural background, regardless of your sexual choices, regardless of your religious practices, your religious choices, it applies to everybody. That's what's up. And it's, it's so important that we have that gender neutral information out there when it comes to relationships and sexuality, because even like nowadays, like you, you search things and articles that you think would be gender neutral because again we're talking about relationships we're talking about concepts that can be applicable to anyone no matter your gender or sexuality and they're still framing it in he or she or get your man to do this or get your woman Mm -hmm. to or this is why and it's just like automatically me being a queer woman of color I automatically feel shut out from that article you know what I mean like I don't even want to read it anymore and that's unfortunate because the concepts that are being presented in those articles or in that content is something that you know I could potentially use but it I like immediately put blockers on I'm like ew (laughs) 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 so yeah that's that's so so important now um you were you were talking about how kind of like you know your your heritage. Um, you're you're from Jamaica. Yeah, I was born. I was originally born in Jamaica. Um, I came and I grew up in Canada. I came to Canada um, as a young child. So my mother migrated here first, and um, I stayed in Jamaica with my father and my brother and my aunt. And then we came to Canada um, and pretty much the bulk of my life has been here. And it's really interesting, too, because I didn't grow up in a, a I'm, so I'm a woman of color as well, right? From Jamaica, but I didn't grow up in um, an area where there were other black children. So that was a kind of a, a, a unique experience that also helped shape my perspective, um, just even in terms of like music, in terms of culture, in terms of art, in terms of um, you know, just how I view people in the world and, and loving people and being open and accepting of people. Um, it wasn't until I was in my early teens that I actually moved into a predominantly um, Black community. And it's really weird being a, being a Black woman coming from a predominantly Black country and then going into culture shock, moving into a, a Black community <laughs> after living in a white community for so weird. That is ironic. <laughs> It's totally, totally weird, but I, I, I appreciate it because, like I said, it, it's helped to shape my perspective in the way that I view and appreciate people and appreciate people for their individuality and what everybody brings to the table. But, yeah. Absolutely. So the let's talk about this pum pum concept, okay? Is it, yes, is it similar to like Yoni? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Pum pum, yoni, vagina, um, pussy, like it's it's all the same sort of thing. But I don't know, like in Jamaica, we've got like they call it the pum pum for the most part. I don't think anybody really says vagina. I always feel like if you're in Jamaica, no, for real, if you're in Jamaica and you say vagina, it's like you're going to get a beaten because it's a bad word. <laughs> as a <pum-pum. laughs> but, but if you say pum pum, it's like 
it's almost more acceptable. It's a, it's really strange. That it's it's hilarious. really strange. Yeah, very, because me yeah. myself, it's, not being from like Jamaican culture or anything, like I'm from the United States. I was I grew up in Philadelphia. I grew up on like Philly hip hop and things of that nature. Of course, we we had you know access to like Jamaican music, reggae, and things like that. But when I would hear pom pom, I would think it was something bad. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then vagina like seemed like a more standard word of like like to use, but honestly, oh, yeah, the word yeah. vagina it's is offensive. <laughs> it is. It's like you're being. It's like you're being fresh. You know yes. what I mean? Like you're being up and you're being fresh. Like you're looking for a slap when you say vagina. But if you say pum pum, it slides under the radar and nobody really pays attention. Yes, really I feel like we're in like sex education when we use the word vagina or something. Like I feel like that's yeah. the only purpose for it. It's not sexy to me personally. No. And like no, <laughs> and sex talk. Like if I'm sexting someone and they're sexting me and they say anything about my vagina, I'm like, yo, bro, chill. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my pussy? Like, but could you imagine though? Even like if you're if you're engaged in some sort of sexual act, like somebody's going down on you. Nobody in the history of eating pom pom has ever said, "Oh, I love the way you eat my vagina." Yes, lick my vagina. Like nobody says that. No, nobody says like that. maybe a serial killer or something. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm getting the fuck up if you use the word vagina yeah. in bed with me. Yeah, we're we're done. That that's pretty much the end of the session. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> but you yeah. know what? I feel the same way about like the word sex too. Like mm-hmm. I like the word fucking versus sex. Like anything that Absolutely. makes it seem technical, I don't like it. It has no place for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck and fucking and any derivative, those are my my favorite words. Like, yeah, like you know, like when somebody says, Oh, you know, like I want to have sex with you, I'm like Ew, okay. Right, right. Yeah. Like, okay, so yeah, you want to insert. Uh, right. Well, first of all, what type of sex? And then right. <laughs> you want to put yours yeah. on mine? Oh, that's what we're talking about? Nothing else? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing sexy about that. Which is really weird because the sex, sex in and of itself is sexy, but saying the word sex is just, yeah, it's, it's too technical and too bland. Like it just. Yes. It's, it's, not a try. it's so funny how it, it does that to it, like a psychological nuance or something. Like, <laughs> so crazy. Um, okay. So um, you were talking, we were, well, I was starting to ask about how uh, Jamaica has affected like your sexual or being from Jamaica has affected your sexuality and your presentation of it um because you know you mentioned how it does but how can you kind of like explain to us how you know your upbringing and different things kind of uh came forward in in your now chosen uh career absolutely so it's really interesting because you know i I was having this conversation with um a friend of mine last week that when your kids in jamaica or even like anywhere else in the world where you're a kid but you've just come from jamaica it's it's almost more culturally acceptable for kids to like play around and, and or they call it playing house, playing doctor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and you know, like, or even like you'll go to a party, like a street dance and you'll see like a little boy winding up on a big woman or winding with a, a, a older lady. And you know what I mean? You don't like, no, they don't get chastised for it. Yes. Like, granted, if it was around where it's a big man winding on a little girl, that would be a problem. But more so for like when you see little boys like fooling around or you see kids ramping and stuff like that, like nobody, really is bothered by that and I remember when like one of my earliest sexual experiences was probably when I was like 10 11 years old and you know it wasn't one of those strange things like we didn't know what to do we didn't know where to touch we didn't know where to lick we didn't know where to suck we didn't know how to kiss we knew how to do all of those things without ever being taught how to do all those things 
And I even remember, you know, um, masturbating before I even knew what the word masturbation was or that there was even a term for it. Right. You know, it was just something that felt good. It was something that relaxed me. I was a thumb sucking kid. So like I would suck my thumb and I would like, you know, rub on my spots and, you know, have an orgasm, which I didn't even know again that that was a word and put myself to sleep. Who would know right. 30 some years later, minus the thumb sucking, that, you know what I mean? That's what you do. You rub one out <laughs> to relax so that you can go to sleep, right? Yes. Um, and, it, and it's interesting, too, because my mother was never, um, she's not the kind of person that you could go to and talk to about sex. So a lot of learning about sex and intimacy and, and my sexuality and what I liked and what I didn't like and experimenting all that stuff just kind of came on my own but I also um, said to myself at some point like when I get older and if I have a family and if I have children I don't want this to be their experience where they're kind of wandering around in the dark trying to figure things out on their own I want them to feel comfortable enough to come to me and say hey mom you know can we do this or da -da? like my daughter the first time she was interested in buying a vibrator like I went with her and she's like, what do you say? And, and, you know, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like, don't make it weird for her because you want her to be comfortable and, and have these experiences that you were not able to have when you were a kid. But just even things like that and, and having an open mind and having a broad perspective. Um, like I said, growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood, um, that's where I learned a lot about fucking, even though I, you know what I mean? Like, and, and fooling around and and um, kissing and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's really interesting because like, I think my cultural background, being specifically from Jamaica, was suppressed until probably I was in my early 20s, um, where I first dated um, a, a somebody from Jamaica and changed my perspective on intimacy, but not for the good. That's when I first realized how repressed Jamaicans are when it comes to fucking. Oh, like, yeah, like there's no, like at the time, like it's a lot different now. So you have to take, this is like maybe 20 years ago, right? Okay. So then it was like, you know, penis goes in pom pom, cocky for going a vagina, <laughs> right? And that's it. Like there's, there's, there's nothing else. There's no, you can't talk about kissing girls. You can't talk about, you know, threesomes. You can't talk about head. You can't talk about like, because we don't do those things. Right. Quote, you know, unquote, we don't do those things. <laughs> we don't do those things, right? And, and when you talk about those things, they're telling you, oh, bonfire on those things. And we don't do those things. We're Jamaican. And I'm like, what does that mean? So, like, am I not Jamaican because I want to do all those things? Like, is, is, something, is something wrong with me? Is my, like, Jamaican card going to get pulled because I want to do those things and I want to try and experiment and experience all of those things? So, um, so just to simplify, so, or to generalize, so not being freaky is isn't part of Jamaican sexual culture because that's it so interesting. Yeah. You know what? For the longest time it wasn't. And, and um, you know, you, there are certain conversations that you couldn't have. And just even in terms of like the music and stuff like that, like there were just certain conversations that you couldn't have if it wasn't um, like heterosexual sex. And, and, and even within heterosexual sex, like I said, straight cocky and pumpo alone, nothing else you couldn't talk about anal you couldn't talk about eating pussy you couldn't talk about sucking dick you couldn't talk about you know bringing a third person into the into the 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 um into the, like you couldn't it, it was none of that oh, wow none of that's this. Yeah. sex man it really it really really was so all the good things that i learned about intimacy and about sex and and my sexuality didn't come from um 
my cultural background. It came from my Canadian life and my Canadian experiences until I got older. So it's really interesting now. And, and you know, in, in some ways, thank God for um, the internet. And then in some ways, you know, bonafide for the internet because it's, it's, it's good and it's bad. Yes. Um, but because, you know, we are so, we have so much more access to everything. Um, Jamaican culture has come a long, long motherfucking way when it comes to sex and sexuality and freakiness and all of those kind of things. Like now, if if you're a girl and you don't have a tongue ring, something's wrong oh, with you. Wow. If you're if you're if you're not talking about sucking dick or eating pussy, something's wrong with you. If you're not talking about, you know, oh, I have a dildo or I have a vibrator, something's wrong with you. If you're not talking about, oh, I'm freaky, I like girls too, something's wrong with you. Like, it, the way that it's changed, it's done like a 180, it's almost scary. And, and so the and, and culture has just, now finally manifested the poom poom. <laughs> girl, it's open, it's opened up wide, busted <laughs> wide open. Wide, wide, wide open. Um... And, and it's, yeah, so, like, even now when you go to parties and stuff like that or you go to dances and it's not, like, for a while I thought maybe it was just with the younger generation, but it's not. Like, even the older generation, like, people like my mom's age and stuff like that, it's like they're starting to get into their experiences that they weren't, maybe they weren't allowed to or it was frowned upon. Everybody, everybody's out there now. Like, everybody's experimenting, everybody's trying, like, the amount of um, sex shops that have popped up in Jamaica, the amount of websites that are specifically out of Jamaica for sex toys and, and different clubs and different... There's a there's a club in Jamaica where there's a bed that comes up out of the ground. I think it's on Tuesday night. If I could remember the name of the club, I'll tell you, but Tuesday night, and they have live sex shows. Okay, wow. Yeah, this is... Yeah. <laughs> this is a culture yeah. shop for me because for real, for real, <laughs> like... No, and it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's ignorance. No, not in a negative way, but just not knowing. Because I'm not, obviously not a part of that culture. But growing up here in Philly, like I said, like, we used to listen to all types of Jamaican music. Like, we even had, like, clubs for, like, teens and stuff like that. I remember um, if any of my listeners are from Philadelphia or Roosevelt Boulevard, it used to be called Wow, that skating center. And then in the middle, we would go dance and they would play all kinds of Jamaican music. And we would be in there just fucking it up at, like, 10, 11 years old being freaky as hell so naturally like what what the, the concept that transmitted to me was like this is this was part of of y'all's culture <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean but that's I, yeah and you think so because our, our our style of dancing is so hypersexual that you would think that it translates outside of or off of the dance floor and it really like i said it maybe in the last five or ten years more so but prior to that no yeah, that's 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 really crazy. And then even like I remember because obviously there's lots of videos and stuff, you know, and I've seen the videos, you know, with like you were talk speaking of earlier, you know, with the little boys dancing on the women and, you know, just, you know, just dances, period. And or even just the little girls dancing together, like in, in the mm -hmm. United States, in, in certain areas, like they frown upon like little girls dancing certain ways. Right. Because they feel like it's being like overtly sexual and, and things of that nature. But in, in Jamaican culture, like that's that is what they do. It's it's not like you said. It's not sexual. It doesn't translate to sexuality per se. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of of perspective, and I guess you know what what you were exposed to prior to. Um, but yeah, that is so interesting. Mind fuck for real. <laughs> it's, it's like everybody, I'm like, do, do y'all know that Jamaicans just got freaky? <laughs> like, like seriously, like you would have up until 
like even a few years ago, like people still saying, oh, we don't do that. We don't support that. We don't do these things. But like you said, it's funny when I look at the parallels of, you know, just even like you said, with dancing, when you're a kid, you're encouraged to dance. You're encouraged to wind up. You're encouraged to, you know, to carry on bad and ski note and, you know, do all these these types of dances. But God forbid you're caught, you know what I mean? Like actually having sex, you catch the beating of your life. So it's it's kind of like, it, it, it makes it kind of weird to interpret because it's like, okay, I'm allowed to wind up on a boy, but I'm not allowed to fuck. Right. I'm allowed to get it wet because I mean, naturally, like if you dance, <laughs> you don't, you, right. You see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to grind up all kinds and have all these sexual feelings, but you, you just can't do anything with them. You have to tuck them back in. Maybe it's to strengthen you, strengthen your character. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen to me. Having a painful cervix is a real thing. Eh? I don't know if there's a, a term for it. I know for like for guys, they get blue balls. Right. I don't know if you call it like blue cervix, but that painful cervix thing when you want to nut and you can't nut and you have all that buildup and you don't know what it is. I don't know what if there's a term for it. That shit's real. That shit's real and that shit's painful. We need to find that term. I'm looking up female blue balls equivalent as we speak. But yes, it is real. <laughs> It's a real thing and it's it's not nice at not all. Not only that, it travels up. I feel like the anxiety travels up into our brains and makes us fucking crazy. Absolutely. And then you want to like fight with people for no reason or like try to kill somebody for no reason. And I have all this pent up, pent up frustration. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That shit is so real. And then when you finally bust that night, sometimes you don't realize what's going on. And then you bust that night and you're like, oh, that's what was happening. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> post nut clarity. There's nothing like post nut clarity. You're like, okay. And that's when you have to apologize. And, you know, sorry, I was acting like an asshole. Sorry, I was being a bitch. You know, Absolutely. it just needed. Yeah, you know, just needed to like come a little. See, bit I like that you use post my clarity in a positive manner because most often it's used in a negative way. Like you forget. Really? Yes, yes. Um, like you know, after you you have your nut and you come to your senses and you realize you just fuck somebody that you probably wouldn't even want to talk to. PNC. <laughs> right. right. Very true. No, no, this is definitely in a in a positive. Yeah, I try to use it in a positive manner. Yeah. Post my clarity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to neutralize that too. <laughs> Yes. So, how do I get in the pum pum posse? Like, am I already in there, or like, how do I get in there? You're already in there. You're in there like swimwear. You're in it. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real life, big and serious, real talk. From you, from you can say pum pum, and you say because I heard some people like, oh, is that the pum pum? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's pum. And trying to get from you said it, you said it right the first time. You're you're in there, in there like swimmer. You're good. Yes, the first test. I passed the first test. Yes, the pum pum. And it's really funny. I I spoke I spoke to someone a couple of weeks ago, and they're asking me like, what is what is what is what does that mean, pum pum? I've never heard that term before. I'm like, it's another way for saying like your pussy or your vagina. And he's like, well, why don't you just say that then? I'm like, because. I say pum pum because I'm Jamaican. Oh, it's such a funny term. I was like, Sam, for real, just pick it up and run with it. You know what I mean? Add it to your vocabulary. It's not that serious. Such a funny it's term. It's so funny how we think that our own like upbringing and and terminologies have precedence over someone else's. Like, ugh. yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking, like, even growing up, you know, um, like, they would, the word uh, punash as well. Punash and pum pum were, like, the two words. And I'm thinking, again, it's like, 
people sometimes don't want to expand their own experiences. They kind of just live in this bubble of what they know. And it's like, there's, like you said, there's so many other cultures out there. There's so many other world experiences out there. There's so many other people out there that come from different backgrounds that use different words and different terminologies, you know, to express their sexuality in different ways. Like, why are you limiting yourself to just what it is that you know? That's just dumb. Absolutely. You don't live in the world by yourself. You don't live in a fucking bubble. You don't. Stop. And and on top of that, y'all, y'all sexting language is whack. So I'm going to need y'all to upgrade, put some boom boom in your, in your sex talk. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Bring it in there. Absolutely. I'm going to create a list. Y'all go to the website because I'm going to create a list of like all of the words and pronunciation. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to just do a list. I want to have like videos of everyone coming in, send us our videos of you guys using your terminology for the word vagina, which we don't want to use. Okay. So yeah, tell me. us all of your <laughs> words that you use. Send us your videos to lespronims at gmail.com or you can tag us on um, Instagram. Just tag lespronims, L-E-Z-C-R-O-N-Y-M-Z. The link is also in our um, episode uh, description. So we have, again, AJ Badass Jones here with us. If you didn't hear the first half. And um, AJ Badass Jones is the host and owner of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast we're gonna be getting into our top today's topic which is anti-thirst trapping safe practices for sexual content creators and sexy motherfuckers in general that is the whole title yes. i was like it has to be on it <laughs> you know what sometimes you got to give them a mouthful it's okay so <laughs> yes so all right so what we're going to be talking about is um essentially where this idea came from um aj and i were rapping over ig um about just like the inappropriateness of like a lot of the messages and how people reach out to us and approach us based on the fact that we create you know sexual content um you know for our viewers now obviously that's a bad thing to correlate <laughs> someone's content yeah. and their career and their focus and things like that with accessibility because that's really what you're correlating it with. Okay, this person is out there, they're open, they're talking about sex. That means I could fuck. Well, that's not the case. Mm. <laughs> that's not the case whatsoever. Um, and it, it becomes a matter of safety even for a lot of people out there, public figures, even even if you don't create sexual content, but you know, you have fans. I know AJ, you, you told me you don't like to call them fans. What did we decide on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. We haven't we haven't come up with a word that's comfortable. Yeah, supporters. but fans is yes, our supporters. <laughs> Y'all keep supporting, but don't stalk. There's a difference. <laughs> It, it becomes it really becomes creepy and I think maybe that's why I'm, I'm I'm put off by the word fans because when I think about people who are fans I feel like there's an opportunity for it to go left really quickly um and like there's so many examples that I have like just not even about myself but just other people where it's just it's bizarre it's like people build this fantasy around you because they've decided that they want you or they want to be in something with you or you know um that somehow something that you wrote or something that you said or something that you posted is specifically geared towards them though you've never had a conversation with this person like ever not even for five seconds you know they like a picture or they you know they put a comment where they say good morning and you respond good morning you like their comments like oh my god she loves right. me like, and it's just niceties no. it's niceties <laughs> you know what i mean like you're 
you're trying to show love yeah. back and that's and that's all we're trying to do you know and and it sucks yeah. because when you're behind your account like there's a real person behind our accounts both of ours it's not like you know someone <laughs> managing it like you're speaking directly to us and granted we can't talk to everyone so when we reach out to people or respond to people you know it's just it's a part of the process and showing love back it doesn't mean you're the chosen one <laughs> like at all <laughs> like and, at all and it's like people don't have, um, I don't know. I feel like social media definitely makes people braver than they would be Absolutely. in real life. Um, but then you have people who are on social media who take it to real life and that's even scarier. You know, um, you, I had mentioned to you like a, a friend of mine, she was in Vegas for an event and she had posted a picture of herself in the lobby of the hotel that she was staying in. And then she uh, tagged her location and probably within an hour of her leaving the hotel, somebody private messaged her and asked her if she was still at her hotel because he was downstairs in the lobby. Yeah. And she messaged me, she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to go back to the hotel. I'm like, you need to get somebody to go back with you. Like, I think at the time she was traveling with her girlfriend. So I was like, you know, um, I'm not going to say the person's name, but I was like, you know, where's so-and-so? And she's like, you know, she's with me. I'm like, you need to make sure that you guys go back to the room together. Like, do not go by yourself. Hold her hand. You know what I mean? Make it very clear that you guys are together and don't go walking in by yourself. But the fact that somebody took it that far because they like, and, and when people say like, oh, I'm your number one fan. Like when people say that to me, I'm like, nah, boss, you're not. Like, I don't have, like, don't, don't, I don't like that. Don't do that. Oh no, but I am. I'm your biggest supporter. And then my, my question is like, you know, like I have almost 30,000 people between my two pages. Right? How the fuck do you know that Please tell me. <laughs> but this is this is what people get into their heads. And and this is from me just even like you say, the niceties and being polite. Cause like, you know, if, if I feel like as a person who supports me, if you've taken your time to, you know, say good morning under a post or you paid a compliment under a, the very least I could do is say good morning back, throw a one two emoji behind it or say thank you and throw a one two emoji behind it. It's gotten to the point now where unless you're someone that I actually talk to offline or we have like a rapport that we built where I'm comfortable with you, everybody gets the same cut and paste generic response because I'm not able for nobody to be in their feelings right. accidentally because it felt like I said something to them that was, no, 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 I'm not here for none of that with nobody. Nope. Yeah. I'm good. And then on top of that, like, and, and it's a good point, like with the word fan, like that means fanatic, right? That's not good. Mm -hmm. like, let's, let's extend the word. Fan is part of fanatic. <laughs> so by definition, you cray cray. <laughs> Right? All the fucking way. All the fucking way. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, it just feels, when I hear the word, it just, I got, it makes my skin crawl because I think, like, now I have to be looking over my shoulder to see if you're going to, like, pop up somewhere, right. you know? And I've, I've had that happen. I had, um, when I was going through something with my, the, the, the podcast that I was on before, I was going through a rift with um, the person that I was doing the podcast with. And in that like two week span, someone had created, I'm not gonna say it was that person, but I feel like it was the person, but a, a fake page was created with my real name, my, oh my real God. home address and my real fucking phone number. Listen to me, I lost my shit. I contacted Instagram, I'm like, my, my family is at risk. This is an immediate threat. This page needs to be taken. They took it down within like two or three minutes of me um, messaging. But I had to go to the police and file a police. Sure? And when I tell you for a month, 
crazy, right? I had to tell my, 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 my young people, you know, watch yourself and especially like my daughter and stuff like that because she has like late classes and stuff sometimes, right? But now I'm like paranoid and I'm looking over my shoulder because, you know, somebody is a fan might, you know, be parked across the street watching me Absolutely. go into my house. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, no. I can't believe that shit. Wow. And that's why I don't like the word fan. Like, you know, be a supporter, be a follower, you know, be be somebody who is encouraged by what I do. And, and, you know, if if what I do helps you in some kind of way, that's great. I'm all for it. But please don't tell me that you're a fan. That might help you differentiate. You'd be like, oh, you a fan? Blocked. (laughs) 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 It's true. It's true. (laughs) But... Like even in the DMs, you have people who send like like tribute videos or tribute pictures or tribute. Like again, like what what is it that makes you feel like it's okay for you to send me? And the thing is, I get stuff from from men and women, you know. So I had a woman last week who sent me all kinds of pictures of her her I'm gonna say the vagina, her vagina, because I don't know you from nowhere, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ma'am. You know, and, and my response was like, you know, I, I appreciate it, but much like with a new pic, I don't know what I'm supposed to like, do with this. Like, can you wait? Hold, hold off until we have the vagina edition. We'll post your your your, your pussy pics. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, right? It's like, nah. And and the thing is, like, you know what? I I, I crack on on the guys all the time. Like, don't don't send me dick pics. That shit doesn't do anything for me. Like, you've got nice looking dick. That's great. The same for like, you know, my female followers, my women followers. Like, it's it's wonderful that you want to send me a picture of your pussy, and that's great. But don't don't do it. Like, I don't know you, and it's not because you know sexuality based or whatever. I don't fucking know you, which means I'm not interested. You know, at, at all. Like, you'd sooner send me a picture of your of your naked body parts than say hello. My name is <laughs> right. That that's weird. That right. just doesn't no make no intro, sense. Just, like, here's my dick. <laughs> or here's my pussy you know what I mean and, and when she sent the picture she's like you know um, she's she says something like you know everyone says that I've got a really nice ass what do you think I'm like you've got a great ass still don't know why you're sending me these they pictures your and my, then my they question is full endorsement <laughs> just get a rubber stamp and just I'm the start, get one. a rubber stamp <laughs> and send it out people to stamp their asses <laughs> AJ badass yeah. I don't know Right? You're looking for my stamp of a fruit fat. I'm not the <laughs> one, man. <laughs> this is the wrong place to come and get it. I just, like, my thought is, like, what made you wake up this morning and decide, say, you know what? Let me send her a picture. Let me take a picture of my good, good pom-pom and send it here. Let me take a picture of my firm bottom and send it here and see what she thinks. Like, you're risking getting blocked, plain and Not simple. That, you're risking getting blocked. Like at the end of the day. So if somebody wanted to actually yeah. prosecute you, you know what I mean, and go through those channels, like that's a real thing. It's sexual harassment. But they don't nobody thinks about it that way. Like I said, you you've got you've got social media warriors where everybody's brave then, behind social media. Everybody they can beat their chest and stand up right. strong. And again, like not only that, like because we produce sexual related content, like automatically it's like, boom, they're going to be okay with this. It's like, no, we're people too. Like we get weirded out too. And this is not an invitation for, you know, random dick and pussy pics, like whatsoever. Or for you to message me. The the one, um, the one it's tea time somewhere I did, it was, 
the one with the fridge, like how to put your pussy in the fridge since no one's eating it. I po- I posted that. Yeah. And then I got a DM like, hey, um, I watched your videos. If no one's eating your pussy, like, let me be the one. What? 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 <laughs> You're like, and in your mind, see, I think about things like, like, I don't know if you've got gangrene <laughs> in your mouth. I don't know if you put your I don't know if your tongue has thrush on it. I'm sorry, you want to do what? No, I'm good. I'm Thank done. you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, that been sitting there for a while. <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm so good. So in Jamaica, we say junjo. Like when somebody's mouth is, when someone's mouth is green or someone's mouth smells bad or it smells, you know, rank. We say, if I don't know if your mouth junjo. has junjo in it. I, yeah. I know. Thank you. I'm good. And the fact that you, you don't know me, you don't know me and you're offering pussy eating services. No, exactly. no, no. You don't I'm, know what condition I'm, my pussy is in. Like, let's start there. Let's start there. And it what? going with your, with your plan. If you thought that I was just going to give it to you because you asked, right? If, if that's a thing, then mm-hmm. I also gave it to other people because they asked. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I was like, where did they, where did they do that at? Like, I'd like to know, please. So just like a couple yeah, of tips. It makes people feel let's let's talk about some mm-hmm. tips maybe that we can that we can go by. Um one of the things that we had talked about was you know like not posting where you are when you're there. So like if you're Absolutely. having a gala, like if it's something I guess you know and it's a hard thing. It's hard when your your business page is also slash, you know, your private page or you're some type of public figure. So the things that you're doing, you know, you're going to events and things of that nature, you, you naturally want to share with people. If there's an event, you want, you want oh, I'm sorry. If there's an event you want people to come to, um, you're posting on your live saying, hey, come out, you know. So as part of business, it's almost like you, you have to have a live feed of what's going on but like seriously if you don't have to post it then and there in that immediate present time like don't do it post later post when you're not in that location yeah um so that would definitely be Absolutely. my first thing. i think too, i think too if you're doing an event um you know as you just said like it's you know you have the public come out and, and what have you so um you know that makes it a little bit different but have somebody watching your six and not to say that they have to be around you all the time, but make sure that you have a designated person who is watching where you are to make sure that there's nobody like, you know what I mean? Trying to eggs up too much on you or trying to like, you know, every five seconds you turn around the same person's in your face. It's like, okay, I just talked to you 30, like 30 seconds right. ago. What else do you need? You know, there's other people from you. So just, you know, just having somebody who's mindful of where you are within the room so that they can pay attention to who's around you and what's going on. Because sometimes when you're in the moment and you're in an event, you don't have time to be paying attention to everything that's going around because, you know, you're trying to be sociable and make sure everybody's good and everyone's been greeted and all that kind of stuff. So it's helpful to have somebody else as a set of eyes for you to make sure that there isn't anybody super, super Absolutely. weird. Absolutely. You know, that's a good around. Tip. And, and with in the line of that, making sure people know if you do have problems or issues with these fanatics out there, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like giving people a list of people who mm-hmm. do not enter lists. Um, I, I have to do that with my events yes. because I do have people who have showed up and like, you know, crashed my events on some weird shit. Um, so just, you know, making sure people are aware of any, you know, outstanding issues that you have with people. 
Um, and then if you have a weird encounter at your event, notifying someone immediately. Um, I had someone who yes. I was actually working with um, some years ago. And we ended up breaking it off because they they fell in love with me, like real shit. And um, it was a totally professional relationship. They were a client of mine. And once that happened, um, it, she started mm -hmm. like behaving very erratically, like with a, a bunch of shit. And I'm in a relationship yep. at this time, too. So it was a whole mess. Um, so she ended up, I ended up having to, yeah. you know, break off ties as a client. And I thought she had moved on. Um, but then she began like, constantly calling me and stalking me and because um i post where i'm at like i you know i i actually curate events so when i'm doing an event you're going to know about it like you know through my organization so she took it upon herself to actually like show up at one of these events and this is the first time i realized that i probably should have given them her name at the door because it was just the most awkward situation ever um on top of that Oh, yeah. So if you're an event organizer, too, you have a responsibility to the people, yeah. um, to your guests. And then to, like, like if you have a panelist, anyone yeah. who's participating in your event, you have an obligation to make sure they're safe, too. So one of the things that I even do with Absolutely. anyone who's involved with my events, I ask them on a form, like, let us know if you have like any PFAs against anyone, list their names. Like we have uh, the responsibility of making sure everyone who's involved is protected. Um, so going on with my story. Yes. Um, I, this person showed up at an event was sitting in the front row of a panel discussion that I was participating in and you know I had posted about it on my page that day and throughout the week of course they show up and I one of my friends noticed them and pulled them to the side and they're like yo such and such is here and I was like are you fucking kidding me and up until that point like the the, the harassment was very very bad like and I like I almost could say I had like PTSD from that shit. Like that sh the shit was crazy. Uh, I'm not even gonna go into detail what she was doing, but it was crazy. So I immediately went and I got someone there um, or the host of the event. And there was no like designated security. There was nothing in, in place um, for this type of scenario because you know they had never encountered the situation before where somebody showed up who shouldn't have been there. And now granted, I didn't have a PFA against her or anything, but I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, you got to get the fuck up out of here because I'm not going to be up here on the panel discussion looking you in the face. Like, you know what I mean? So I asked right. them to, rem to remove her. And when I tell you, like for 15 minutes, they're sitting there debating on what to do, how to do it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So <laughs> I had to, yeah. I literally, because I was pissed. I was pissed I even had to deal with this. So I literally had to go walk up to her and ask her to leave myself, which I, I never should have been put in that position. You know what I mean? <laughs> not at all yeah not so that caused the problem but anyway needless to say we definitely need definitely need things in place when when you go to events you work with events um you attend events whatever the case may be um you need things in, in place to make sure that that you're safe because there are some fucking weirdos out there and there is and i can't remember the name of the illness but there really is um a personality disorder where people will make up Yes. Uh, like you said earlier, a whole relationship with you in their minds. And each hello, yep. how you doing, good morning that you're putting up or you're you're responding to them, it's feeding that, you know? And you never know how far people will go. Um, and we do know how far people will go because yep. there are fact stalkers in the world and they, you know, there are murderers in the world. So please, please, please be safe out there. Yes. Be safe. And, and and don't take for granted that, you know, or say, oh, they're not going to do anything. You, you can't predict or predetermine what someone is going to do. I also think too, 
that if you're in a situation where you recognize somebody or you're concerned about someone who's at your event that shouldn't be there because you know they've got stalkerish behavior if they come up to you like don't don't argue with them don't pick a fight with them say hello politely to them and move away from wherever they're standing and let somebody know right away that that person is yes could be a threat just so that someone else is paying attention um i remember a party that i went to before everything got shut down and when i walked in one of the security guards was like oh my god i follow you on instagram i know you and i'm like hey <laughs> what's up <laughs> just really weird right so you know i, I shook it shook his hand and i'm like you know it's really it's nice to see you nice to meet you whatever and he's like you know do you want me to walk you inside i'm like no nah, i'm good i'm here with people you know what i mean and so for the rest of the night now i'm paranoid you know, because the security guards walk around the dances to make sure people aren't smoking mm -hmm. and, and sing and sing, right? And so the people that I was with, one of the guys that I was with, he's like six foot four, big, big, big dude. And I'm like, so the security guard, and he's like, yeah, I saw already. He's like, just stay close to me. You're good. good. So I was like, you know, because I'm not trying to have nothing weird happen where, you know, he'll come over and talk to me and be like, you know, so I really love everything that you do. <laughs> and, you know, I really like, I'm good. I want to talk about my tattoos. I don't want to talk about my hair. I don't want to talk about my podcast. I don't want to talk, definitely damn sure don't want to talk about sex. I don't want to talk right. to you. You know, like, just, just yeah, say hello and you keep know, it pushing. Like, like, it don't have to be any of that weird shit. <laughs> right. And that's the sad thing is that a lot of people can't do that because even if you say hello to them, it's like, oh my God, she talked to me. Ah, she's in love with me. I know she, I knew she was meant, we were meant to be together. And then together. we bitches oh, when we don't speak, right? Like, what? <laughs> It's so hard being a sex symbol. It's a, it is. <laughs> it's right. Every day. Oh, you know what? Yeah. But um, I also try to reinforce on my Instagram page, you know, like once every couple of weeks or so that just because I have a podcast that's that talks about sex and because I'm very open about talking about sex and sexuality does not fucking mean that I want to have sex with you or talk to you intimately about sex. If you have a question, if you have a problem, if there's something that you need help or feedback on, you know what I mean? I'm happy to discuss it from that perspective. But if you want to try to like rope me into some weird fucking conversation about eventually how you want to fuck me or you want to eat my pussy or you want to, to dick, right. I'm not interested in that If the point of the combo is your dick, you need to keep it pushing. <laughs> oh no, yeah, fact, don't good. keep it pushing, but go all the way. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't keep it pushing at all. <laughs> but that's it. Because I, I have to do the same thing every so often. Like a lot of the posts and the memes that I put up, it's like straight from my personal life. I'm like, this is really happening, and I feel like I need to share it with you all. And you know, I I try to affiliate my pussy with like a it's like a private club. Like you know, it's private. It's not a, a, yes. a public club. It's private. You have to apply for membership, and you have to go through the right channel. <laughs> And you have to be approved for membership. And just because you applied Absolutely. doesn't mean you're going to get a fucking card. <laughs> um, my last uh, two things or points was um, for this, uh, basically how to, you know, safe practices um, for posting and things of that nature. Don't post your routines too. So, you know, a yes. routine, that's one of the number one things like stalkers use to get in touch with you because they know where you're going to be, when you're going to be there. Mm -hmm. So let's say maybe you're not posting where you are when you're there, but you post an hour or two later and you're like, had, you know, my morning coffee or my daily coffee at Joe Schmo's this morning, whatever. They know you go there every morning now. You know what I mean? So different things like that. Um, mm -hmm. If you're going to post different things, again, like don't don't post your routine because you're just making it easy for someone to see what you do and where you go on a daily basis. 
Um, and then the yes. other thing, which is really creepy, I don't even want to say it because I feel like it's going to give people ideas, but I like to think creepers don't listen to my podcast, but probably my creepers do. <laughs> and yours will be on here too. Um, but I'm going to say this, I'm not going to get too technical, but it is a technical thing. So um, if you're not familiar with IEP addresses or... Um, yes. Am I saying that right? IEP addresses? Yeah, okay. Yes, your IEP. IP, IP. Your IP, yeah. your IP address. <laughs> I'm thinking about school and... Okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah, independent education. Yeah, I mean, like so it's, a, it's a physical <laughs> location um, of where you yes. are. When you post something, when you're connected, you, everyone, yeah. if you're on the internet and you're transmitting information over the internet, you're connected to an IEP location or address, which is a physical geographical location. So... If you know how mm -hmm. to do it, you can actually look at um, the information, the details on someone's photo that they post online, and it will actually have their IEP information yep. in there. So even posting from home and things of that nature or taking it's where you took the photo. Actually, it's not even where you transmitted it. It's where you took the photo. That's what's crazy. So even if photo. you went somewhere else and posted that photo, they mm -hmm. would still have the IEP or the IP address of where you initially I took see. that photo. So, yeah, something to yeah. think about. <laughs> It's true. Like even, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I spend a lot of time um, in the U.S. And so I had to, even the city that I'm in, I've had to stop posting it because then people will message me and be like, oh, you couldn't tell me that you're going to be in my city. I'm like, first of all, fuck what? you. I don't know you. Second of all, the fuck? Like, I didn't come <laughs> here to, to see you. And, so, like, you know, and it's really weird because the first time it happened, I was like, oh, you know, I, I came to visit um, a friend and they're like, oh, well, you know, the next time you're here, let me know. I'd love to take you to dinner. And then I think to myself, but why? Like, it's, it's just weird. Like, people make things weird unnecessarily. And, and you know, like you said, they, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, it's, it's really... I don't know. It makes it dangerous to kind of tag where you are, but you also want to kind of tag where you are so that people know that you've been there. But then, you know, you have to look at your safety right. um, all around. Like sometimes if I, I put up a video that I'm en route somewhere, I don't say where I'm en route going to because then again, I'll get messages like, oh, you know, um, how far are you? I hope you have a safe journey. Well, if you have time, I'd really love to, you know, to see you even if it's for a couple of minutes. And again, I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> you're somebody that I don't talk to. I've never spoken to you. Why so do you crazy. think that this is okay? Because you're, you're offering to take me to dinner? Listen to me. I have one and two dollars in my bag. <laughs> right. I can buy I myself a meal. Not Thank being you, able to feed myself. Like. <laughs> you see it, right? Like, yeah, people, like I said, because everyone has such access to you, it's people feel entitled. And I, I guess for them, they think that it's supposed to be flattering, but it's it's not. It's borderline creepy and it's not even borderline. It's it's creepy. Yeah. It's not flattering. Like if you want to pay a compliment, pay a compliment and keep it pushing. When you pay a compliment and you want to stay and linger and, and, and then try to talk to me about some other stuff, I'm not I'm not here for any <laughs> not of Not at, at all. all. Oh, okay, great. Oh, when's the next time you're coming back? Why? Right. Why? Why? When I come back, I'll have something to do. <laughs> right? Every, Every time, time I come back, I will have something to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. I think also, too, another one um, for me, something that I, I, I don't do, like I when I first started on Instagram, I would post um, my young people from time to time. 
um, like especially like a, on their birthdays or like the International Sons Day, International Daughters Day, like those kind of things, I stopped posting them. Because then people want to try to use that as an in, like, oh my God, your kids are so beautiful. How old are they? Like, you look like, oh, did you have them when you were 12? <laughs> <laughs> more questions. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. So it's like, that's not cute. It's not flattering. You know what I mean? So it's either I turn off the post comments so people can just like the picture, but then people want to message me privately to say something. And so now I just don't do it, you know? And it's it's cool if people post pictures of, of their kids and their families and stuff. Try not to tag people and certainly don't mention their names a friend of mine he posted his daughter and had her name i said to him take take her name down you you can still big her up and 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 be proud of her and take her you had he had her first name middle name and last name like why yeah i was like why would you do that i said take her name down if anything just post her first name if you feel like you need to i said people pay attention to the things that you you don't think that they're paying attention to they do and he's like oh but i only have female followers i said and you don't think that there's a woman who's following you who isn't coveting you in some kind of way and now sees that this is an in and now she's going to use your right. daughter's name to oh, try to talk to you right here let me give you some pussy like <laughs> Yeah, you, you uh, can't give up yeah. too much. Speaking of giving it up, we're going to get into our Dear Dykes listening question. If you're offended by the word dyke, like, I don't know what to okay. tell you. Like, I'm not, so. Um. <laughs> get up. <laughs> get up. This is, this is what I am. Um, so, anyway, our Dear Dyke listening. Oh, I lost it. Hold on. I have my um, laptop. Go, go. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. A dear dyke listener question is the following. Dear dykes, <laughs> I'm a woman and I've been with my wife for over five years now. We haven't had sex in a year. There's always some excuse for not having sex. It's usually that she's tired from work. I don't think she's being because she goes to work and comes home. But I have always had a high sexual appetite and it wasn't a problem before. How many times should I get turned down before I put my foot down? And how do I bring the sex back to my marriage? See, it's a good question, but it's so, there's so many other details that I would love to ask. This is what fucks me up about the questions. (laughs) Yes. Because I like get into therapy mode. I'm like, well, there's some other factors there. Like, but let's, let's work with what we have. So, yeah, no sex. Uh, that's 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 the issue. Period right. for me. Um, I think like yes. I don't want to say as as people, we are able to notice change in behavior very easily. Um, you know, so when someone mm-hmm. goes from having you know a normal sex drive to not having, uh, well, I don't want to call it normal. I don't even want to use that word. But when someone ha- goes from having a certain sex drive. <laughs> To their sex drive decreasing or being like just non-existent whatsoever, you know, something happened. We can say something happened, right? We don't know what it is per se. There could be a number of things, but something definitely happened for you to be fucking all the time and then not fucking at all. Um, so the first thing, I mean, being tired, yeah, like we're all tired. I feel like just like a relationship. Um, there's there's compartments in relationships and you're committed to the relationship 
But then mm-hmm. also when it comes to sex, assuming that, you know, you did have a, a, a sexual relationship before, obviously this doesn't apply to people who are asexual or in those types of relationships. But, um, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought because I'd be going off. Um, <laughs> but I think we were relating it to the fact that if they had a, if they had a highly sexual relationship to begin with, that there's there has to be mitigating factors as to why now for an entire year they haven't had sex simply based yes. on the fact that yes. she's tired simply based on the fact that, right okay so what i was saying right so you have a relationship commitment and then you also have commitments to these other compartments in your relationship and sex is one of those things you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. feel like it's do we have to be cognizant of what our partners are going through on a day of their mental stress of their physical stress of them being tired absolutely but we shouldn't allow anyone to continuously deny us of what we need based off of something that more mm-hmm. than likely can be fixed if it's addressed. You know what I mean? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I think that's some bullshit. I think that saying that I'm tired all the time is definitely an excuse. And there, there's something else that's going on. Unfortunately, we don't have all the other details, but you don't go from, you know, having a fulfilling, intimate relationship with someone to, you know, now for an entire fucking year. If, if she had, if she had said a couple of months, maybe I could be like, okay, well, you know, maybe your, your wife is going through some things, but a whole year and there's been no, there needs to be a real sit down and intentional conversation about what's going on. Because if, if we're all sexual beings for the most part, you know what I mean? And, and, and if you have a, a, an intimate relationship with your wife, something is amiss there, something is going on. It, it, it can't just be a simple matter of she's tired because you know, we all get tired, but we all, you still have sexual feelings. So unless something in your relationship is not stimulating her anymore, or there's something external going on, something is going on. And I, I think to myself like, okay, so I own my own business. So basically I'm in, like, I work for myself seven days a week, you know? And then the, the things that you do to supplement, when you're in a relationship, like you said, you have an obligation to that relationship and to that person as well to put effort into that relationship. And and especially if it's intimately, you have, you have and I don't want to say make it obligation, like you have to lay down and give them the pom pom, but you know what I mean? Like what has stopped those feelings that all of a sudden now you don't feel like right. being intimate at all for a year? That, no, something, there's, there's definitely that's times right. like we all get tired there's definitely times where i am i feel too tired to have sex mm-hmm. but i push through that because and and given in, in mm-hmm. normal circumstances that i do want to have sex i don't want you anyone out there having sex just because but <laughs> if i normally am okay you know right. having a sexual relationship mm-hmm. with this person and I'm, I'm going to push through that because that's part of my commitment to them when I'm committing to you, I'm committing to making you feel yes. good sexually, mentally, emotionally, all of those things. Um, so for me to all of a sudden pull back from that, I feel like, you know, I would be violating the contract, <laughs> whether it was written or not. That's a violation. That's a violation. We need to talk about the contract. I like that. Because it we is. need to revisit it. Do we need to rewrite it? Like, what's the... <laughs> yeah. There, there definitely needs she needs to have a sit down like an intentional conversation with her wife to see what's going on and to not just accept the excuse that oh i'm tired because 
like you said, we all get tired. But I think too, like even those moments, in, even in those moments of fatigue, like, you know, that person that you love when they touch you, you should feel aroused. Like that excitement comes back to your body, regardless of how tired you are, right? It's different like, when you're PMSing and you're close to your cycle or whatever, and then you're like, yeah, don't touch me. But outside of that, when that person touches you or they kiss you or they caress you in the ways that they, they know that you enjoy, you should automatically get aroused. Like fatigue, fatigue generally doesn't, play into that like even the most highly tired people it's can find true. five it's minutes so to fall. You understand? as long as you take that step it's like you're not making the decision to start something and that's why you're not here right now uh, maybe you're not turned on i'm not asking you to be turned on mm-hmm. but i'm turned on but i'm asking you to try to you know <laughs> have some type of exchange yeah. with me but that's how it is when you're in a relationship you're supposed to you you try like like you said you're not always going to be sexually in sync with your partner yes. that would be absurd you know but in those moments where you know i feel like i want you and you're maybe not quite there you know like you said you have a contractual <laughs> <laughs> obligation to try and just like you know like if you feel like coming to caress me and like you know babe you know i'm not really feeling it you know, in my mind, like I need to say to myself, you know what, you're coming to me and you're you're expressing yourself and you feel like you want to love up on me. Come, let me give you a little love in. And, yes. you know, let's let's And I, I, like, I feel like it's here. the expectation too. So I remember like, so there was this one um, woman that I was dating and we always, almost always had like strap on sex, right? Um, and then we were together mm-hmm. for like three years. I want to say by the third year is when she started telling me she was tired and shit like that, right? <laughs> but here's my thing. Because we had been yeah. having strap-on sex for years and years, and not, not, not the only type. Like, I'm not saying she didn't eat my pussy and we didn't do other things, but that is generally what our sex, like, consisted right. of every time. In her mind, she's thinking, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to have to, like, fuck the shit out of you and I got to get up in the morning. Like, well, that's not necessarily the case. Like, we can do something else. You don't have to, like, lay the pipe down every single time. Like, that doesn't have to be a thing. Like, eat my pussy. Play with me. Like, just caress me, like you said. Like, something like that. It doesn't... If you're tired, you can find ways to adjust. I don't give a fuck if we laying on our sides, having lazy-ass sex. Like, just stimulate it. <laughs> but it, it yeah, it's, it's more so about being connected and, and having you know, your sexual feelings reciprocated by the person that you love and the yes. person that you want to be intimate with. Yeah, yeah so all in right. all, I mean, absolutely like, right. obviously the main thing is like, you need to you need to have a conversation with your partner. If you're not comfortable having these conversations, then that's obviously the first problem. Like, that's the problem. And if you are comfortable yeah. having these conversations and they're not being met well, they're not being taken seriously, or, you know, it's not a legitimate conversation to that person, that again that's another problem because you should matter just period yeah. your sexual needs matter and they matter and you know they matter because you are feeling unfulfilled you are feeling like there's an issue it is negatively impacting your relationship with that person therefore it's a problem and it should be seen as a problem yes. on both sides and if it's not and they keep brushing you to the side i mean that's just selfish that's selfish to me and then i gotta have to ask like what is their commitment to you at this point I think to being very clear about the conversation that you want to have with them and to not make it unnecessarily combative, but just be very clear about what your issue is and and letting them know truthfully how it's making you feel like that's it's important. They need to understand that this is fucking with me on a mental and an emotional and a sexual level. 
you know, and, and let them know that you feel, you know, let your partner know that you feel disconnected from her. And that's, that this is not okay in any way, shape or form. And And then the presentation is everything too. You know, like (laughs) I've been known, like I'm someone, I get very uh, sexually frustrated, especially if I haven't had it in a while and I cannot find out why. And I'm, I'm comfortable having these conversations with my partners. So if I feel like they're bullshitting me or they've been bullshitting me and not telling me the truth or whatever, I get to a point where I cuss you the fuck out like, why don't you fuck me? Like, that's how I <laughs> Like, I'm going to go off. <laughs> but that's not going to be yeah. met well, right? They're not going, it's not going to be received well um, by that other person. It's going to be an argument yeah. or it's going to feel like an attack on them. You know what I mean? So really sitting down and then finding, yeah. instead of, instead of like, you know, stating that, you know, what, what you're not receiving per se, maybe stop and find out what they might need at that point in time. Like, what do you need? Because, you know, they, they're synonymous, you know, we you need both of these things working, both partners working and in shape in order to make this sex happen. <laughs> that is it for our Dear Dyke listener question. And that is it for the show as well. We would like to thank AJ Badass Jones for coming in or not coming in. We're in quarantine. So <laughs> don't arrest us or anything. Oh, We're not hiding now doing a podcast. <laughs> Um, but I would like you to come in I would like I already told you I'm gonna see you in Philly in a couple of months so we're gonna see AJ in person in a couple of months Um, but AJ can you please tell our listeners where they can find you any final words absolutely Um, so my podcast is the Pum Pum Chronicles Um, I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. Uh, you can also follow my personal page, which is badass underscore Jones underscore. Um, I have episodes that are streaming on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcast, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, CastBox. I also have a YouTube channel, which is the Pum Pum Chronicles pod, where there are different interviews and uh, the different Wet Wednesdays. I also do a live uh, adult discussion every Wednesday night called Wet Wednesdays, where we talk about any and everything that is related to sex, intimacy, and relationships, sexuality, and the whole nine. Um, if you want to email me, you can do so at thepumpumchronicles at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, in this time of corona and COVID-19, <laughs> I know people are starting to go stir crazy um, in their house. I feel like I've broken oh, my clit yes. at least 50 times already oh, from God. masturbating because... <laughs> There ain't nothing else to do but rub one out. <laughs> but you know what? It'll eventually pass. And I'm, I'm hoping that people are taking positives from um, the isolation and, and having to be home and, you know, learning to be more creative and spending time with their families and their loved ones and, and you know, making the most of it. Because it's, it's not going to last forever. It's, it's, it, it's just not going to. So trying to stay in a positive headspace, reach out to people, um, you know, FaceTime, video chat, talk on the phone, you know, DM somebody, but don't be a fucking creep about it. <laughs> you know, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot to someone that you wanted to shoot your shot to. And, you know, just Absolutely. stay safe. And, and we're going to bring well. AJ on to our IG live um, this coming week. So if you're not following us on IG, follow us. And if you're not subscribed on lesspronouns.com, make sure you go subscribe because you'll get notifications of events that we're doing, um, pop new podcast releases, things of that nature. So thank you so much, AJ. Special thanks to... Lady Crayola and Rap Pride, our sponsors. Make sure you follow us on our social media. And we are out. Live and let live. Hey, got a nice-
Work hard and your bills pay. You a boss bitch and your head play. Don't be afraid to let it down and shake that ass all over town. Hey y'all, this is Fame from Edible Podcast reminding you to go follow Lady Crayola on Instagram at I am Lady Crayola. Also go to the website at artbyladyc.com to get 30% off using code NEW30. On the website, you can find unique canvas artwork, custom earrings, gift sets, custom lighters, tote bags, drawstring bags, throw pillows, and artwork prints. And might I remind you, it's a whole lot of ass on those prints. So go follow. Special thanks to our official sponsor, Rad Pride. Go to radpride.com and use code EDIBLE to get $5 off your order. Whether you're trans, demisexual, or just love cannabis, they have a pride flag for you.